Well, happy Thursday, February the 17th, everybody. Can't believe we're already halfway through 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 February. Actually, um, let's see, many days, we're actually more than halfway through February. One of those kind of quick months, eh? So, but we don't mind that because, well, actually, maybe we do. Depends if you want to get up there and get a little more skiing in. you got a lot of nice winter left to go and enjoy things. So here, in our daily cycle, we're talking uh, through the book of James a little bit as the first reading. And um, I think the book of James is kind of an interesting little book. Um, and part of it is because I think it's just so addressed directly to the community. And not only is it addressed to the community and um, this, this imploring the community to really truly open themselves up to work in unison together, but it's almost like an Old Testament wisdom literature piece. You know, drawing on think, you know, like stop and think about it. Now, today's reading starts with chapter 2, but in, chap in, verse, in chapter 1, uh, James says some really profound things, some good things, some solid, solid advice. You know, he's, he's like, be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to anger. Good advice. Um, do the works. Don't just hear the works good advice. And perhaps one of those most famous passages about bridling the tongue, how uh, damaging our speech, our words, our comments to other people can truly, truly be. Great advice, great advice. But then starting in chapter 2, he's going to take it to uh, another, another step here. Um, and he uses this example. It's almost like a parable, but not, but not really. Um, for us to kind of look inside, kind of give situational uh, possibilities here. And he, and he says, My brothers and sisters, show no partiality as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus. For if a man with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and a poor person with shabby clothes also comes in, and you'll pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Oh, sit here, please. While you say to the poor one, mm, Stand here. Or, oh, there's no chairs. Um, yeah, you can sit down here at my feet. That's okay, too. Um, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil designs? Well, I think that the obvious thought that many of us come to here is about the natural inclination for preference for those who are affluent. Preference for those who um, we consider to command respect um, or perhaps those we hope a little favor could come you know, back to us. Um, but, you know, I think we got to look at this first part really from two different angles. And first, it's just, I don't think, a sharing to those who are the affluent, you know, um, of how good it is. And, but it's in, in how we can <laughs> be, be so one-sided. But I think think it can go the other way too um, because the, the poor person, I mean the, the one who is the affluent certainly could take advantage of these situations and feel, oh, you know, how wonderful I am and that's not good and the one who's kind of in the middle and giving the preference, that's not good either but the one who's not receiving any preference, what happens? Um, we certainly have kind of like this victim mentality in, in our culture, and clearly there are victims, and I don't, I'm not taking away from that at all here. But sometimes 
within the person who is not getting perhaps what they want or what they feel they should have, you know, anger and resentment, disdain can come up. And those are all things that are unhealthy as well. Because indeed, if we are all part of the same community, we all have to have equal respect for one another. We can't be commanding more, you know, um, I don't have as much as you, so I must have this. That's commanding the same thing as the person who says, I have this and I'm, um, because I'm doing so much, I deserve this, if that makes makes sense. Um, and it says, listen, my brothers and sisters, did not God choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? Um, but you dishonored the poor, are not the rich oppressing you, and do they themselves not haul you off to court? It is not they who blaspheme the noble name that was invoked over you. Basically, not doing what Jesus does. If you're in a position, um, and you do have an authority position, um, and you do have that affluence and influence, you need to use it as our Lord would use it. You need to have a right mindset. Again, I think people on both sides and all sides need to have this kind of mindset. It reminds me of, of the uh, Dr. Seuss book, um, Horton Hears a Who. I love that. A person's a person no matter how small, as Horton goes to all those extremes. And the movie is so so cool. Um, to save, you know, the who, Whoville. Um, because he realizes, even though you may not be able to see those lives, how important those lives are, and they're as important as you are. You know, we don't always see people who are not like us. You know, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, you're clumped and you're grouped with people often homogeneous to yourselves. And so we need to open our minds up. James keeps letting us know. A person's a person, no matter how small, no matter how big, no matter how whatever. God made us. We all belong. We all fit. Um, and we all bring what we can to this community, this faith body. Um, but we always, first and foremost, have to remember as we come together, and James is letting us know, that we always have to first and foremost put forth that message of love, the message of love that Jesus tells us. If we keep that in front of us, if, if that's the focal point, then the rest of it's not going to matter, and we will treat truly everybody just as they are, beautifully people made in God's image and likeness. Have a great Thursday, everyone.